0: It's ministry in the choir, our band and others are known to thank you all for all that you do. There is a word from the Lord in this 10th message of this final series of the year 2016, a year in which it has been declared to be a year of supernatural revelation. This is the third and the final Series. The first was a prophetic word in which we shared 12 prophets from the Old Testament writings. Second was a write-down word in which we shared 12 parables that Jesus gave in the Gospels. And Now, this third and final series, 12 messages from the writings of Psalms. This is the 10th of 12 messages. Psalm 119, verse 71. One verse, Psalms 119. The New Living Translation is the translation that we've chosen for today's message. In fact, I did this at 8 and I want to do it again. Because this is one verse, would we all read this together in unison? Amen? Let us read. My suffering was good for me. For it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. One more time. was For it taught me to pay attention. Now, to get on the devil's nerve, the last time, my suffering was good for me. For it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. And the church said, amen. Amen. Catch someone by the hand. Here is the subject for this 10th message of our series. Uh, the series is entitled An Encouraging Word. Here is subject for message number 10. Squeeze those hands. Look at somebody because this is a personal testimony. Hold those hands and look at somebody and say, It was what I needed. Amen. It was what I needed. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It was mm. <laughs> what I needed. In fact, tell all of my haters for me. Tell every demon from the pit of hell that it was what I needed. For Oftentimes in life, it seems, this is just my observation and my testimony. Oftentimes in life, it seems as if the very things that we dread, fear, the very things that intimidate us the most, are the very things that end up helping us the most. I'm preaching to someone this Sunday morning. That thing that we are so terrified of, that thing that we dread ever happening to us, the most oftentimes end up being that very thing that does us the most good. Listen, Job in chapter 3 and verse 25 of the book of Job, the King James Version, first of all, says, that which I feared the most has now happened to me. The New International Version says, that which I dreaded the most is now upon me. That which I always says, Lord, I don't ever want to go through this. Job says, now it has happened to me. He lost everything. His wife never did love him like he thought. Sometimes it takes trouble to bring out the true nature of people around you. You really don't know if people love you or not until you lose some stuff and go through some stuff. Anybody can love a sugar daddy, sugar mama. When you ain't got nothing, sick, flat on your bed. I saw my mother stand over my father, paralyzed, couldn't walk. And I saw her feed him with her own hands, gave him something to drink out of a straw. And I saw her rub his head. When nothing in his body seemed to work. And the Lord said, now that's love. Amen. Job didn't have that. Because when Job hit rock bottom, his wife was ready to check out. But Job realized trouble exposed the true nature of people around him. I didn't want to have to go through that. But if it had not been for Job chapter 3, there would not have been a Job chapter 42. Job 42 say the Lord gave him double for his trouble. Everything he lost, God gave him double in return. In fact, I am convinced that most success stories, at least the ones I know, consists of overcoming some type of defeat, some type of hardship, and some type of struggle. Am I right about it? In in fact, I, I wouldn't trust anybody's success who had not struggled. You be aware of anybody who's never went through anything because it has never been put to the test of a struggle. But most genuine success stories consist of people who've been knocked down, got up, people who overcame hardship and trials. Even in your relationship, most great marriages consist of overcoming struggles and hardships and, and going through something and tell the devil, you get no glory in this. You've got to go through something. May I preach this morning? Amen. You've got to go through it. The the ancient Greek playwright by the name of Sophocles says, and I quote, there is no success without some type of hardship. He says, there is no credit of goodness without having gone through something that was not so good. In other words, if you are going to have success you're going to have to go through hardship. And then I found these powerful words from the late Maya Angelou who writes, and I quote, sometimes in life it is necessary to encounter defeats so that you can know who you are. How many of you know that your true nature came out when you went through something? Maya Angelou says, not only so you can know who you are, you can know what to rise up from. And then she concludes by saying, and how you can still come out of some stuff. Whew. Sometimes you've got to get knocked flat on your back so you can know just how strong you are. Uh, I told the church this morning, what builds strength in the biological, physical sense is resistance. If you want stronger muscles, you've got to lift weights. You don't build muscles by lifting feathers and fluffing pillows. You've got to push back on weights. And at times when you begin, it becomes hard. But the more resistance you push back, the more strength you get. And before you know it, you'll tell them, put more weight on it. I've got to push some more. In life, the enemy has brought some things to you that were difficult. But the more God gave you the ability to push back, the more he built up your strength Before you knew it, you told the devil, is that all you got? Put some more on it. Because you now have the strength to lift what you could not lift. Because God has been your very present help in the time of trouble. That's why we've got to thank God for the resistance that's in our life. Because it builds your strength. And when people step on you and lie about you and treat you badly, you ought to just send them a thank you note and say, it was just what I needed. Because if they had not, you would not have the strength you have. Oh, I, I just need to see if there's anybody in here who know that you're stronger and you're better because all the stuff you went through. And, and, and now, that you've gone through it. You can look back over your life and say, you know what? I'm all right now because I've learned to come through it. Yes, you've cried sometime and you've had to wipe tears from your eyes. But you know what? It was a good thing it was a good thing am i right about it and yes you've had people to let you down and you've had relationships to end abruptly and you've had people to lie about how much they care about you but you know what it taught you something because the next relationship you knew what to look out for preach Preach pastor jackson you you, you you say, I've seen that demon before. I'm ready for that demon. You can't get me again. You got me one time, but I've got the strength now to push back. Anybody know you can push back some stuff? Even even last year, you couldn't push back on. Five years ago, when you get saved, you're young, you're green, you, you're, you're new in the Lord, but as you get to know God and you pray more and you live like these church mothers have lived. You develop a relationship with God and can't much the devil bring your way that you haven't seen before and when he comes your way with some with with some hypocritical things you tell the devil get behind me satan for the word says this. oh you've got me the first time but i'm a little older and stronger and i'm better right now and you should have actually destroyed me when you had a chance but god gave me the strength just to
1: hold on
0: anybody just still holding on and Oh, he knocked you down, but I I, I just got a thread. I'm I'm holding on, Mother Simmons, almost 90 years old, and I saw you coming down the aisle. You're walking slow, but you're still here. A shame on all those young people who are still sleeping late this morning, who are too tired to get up to go to church. And a 90-year-old mother who had to press her way out. No wonder she got a, got a testimony. Every time the enemy thinks they have you, they'll call me about three or four times. My bird gone to the hospital. My bird, Mother Simmons had another stroke. She was in the hospital. I said, oh, Mother, you all right? She said, baby, I'm getting up out of here. I said, Mother, they said you got to stay there for a while. Uh-uh. She said, I see you in church. And I look Deacon Add and the next Sunday, here she comes and says, uh-oh, the devil is a liar. The more you put on her, the stronger she gets. Is there anybody that know how to push your way out? Come on, somebody. You ought to give God a praise for every demon in your life, every liar in your life, every hater in your life. Woo! Somebody say, Lord, I thank you. feel like preaching but we're told that the greatest of many the greatness of many biblical characters can be directly attributed to the hardship and the struggles that they had to overcome you often see people's testimony but you are not familiar with their tests Every testimony has a test. Amen. Joseph overcame the betrayal of his family. Joseph overcame family haters. Joseph overcame the brothers that he grew up with jealousy. Joseph learned that everybody can't celebrate your destiny. <laughs> Be careful who you tell your dreams to. (laughs) Amen. Joseph was thrown in a pit. Joseph spent time in a dungeon and in a prison. But at the end of Joseph's life, he lived in a palace. And he became the governor of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh, simply because Joseph's hardships and struggles developed Joseph's testimony. Joseph's right right in Genesis towards the end of the book of Genesis, he encounters his brothers for the last time. And he says to them, I, I have forgiven you, because what you meant for evil, God meant it for my good. How many of you don't know that your enemies think they're hurting you, but they're actually being used by God just to make you better? Tell somebody it was what I needed. And then Sister Ruth, the Moabite, Ruth who lost her husband, Ruth who lost her two sons, Ruth who had to be relocated from her homeland, Ruth who had to glean leftovers in somebody else's field, Ruth who could not afford a manicure or a pedicure. Ruth, who didn't have Gucci or Louis. Ruth, who couldn't afford to straighten her hair or to buy extra hair. Somebody say, Ruth. Ruth, who had to roll with what she had. But one day, somebody looked out of the window and said, that's the kind of woman I want to spend my life for. A man named Boaz made Ruth his wife and Ruth became a matriarch of Israel, an ancestor of King David, and out of the lineage of Jesus, Ruth's testimony came out. Don't tell me what God can't do. Tell somebody, here, take your struggles, turn it into a testimony. Oh, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. And then, In the New Testament, there's a woman by the name of Mary Magdalene. And here's what the Bible says about Mary Magdalene. It introduces us to her as a woman who had seven demons living in her. Mary Magdalene, a woman of ill repute, woman that nobody wanted anything to do with. A woman who had not one, not two, three, or four, but seven demons in her life. But that was before she met Jesus. (laughs) When you meet Jesus, he will turn your life around. I just need a few witnesses that say, Pastor, I haven't always been like I am now. In fact, I don't even look like what I've been through. Can I get a witness? Some of you had all kind of demons living up in you, a lying demon, a whoring demon. (laughs) Look this way, a backsliding demon. Y'all had an alcoholic demon. Come on, y'all had all kind of demons in your life, but you met the man named Jesus and he turned your life around. Can I get a witness? Look at the life of Mary Magdalene, a woman who overcame the possession of seven demons to become the first person to carry the New Testament message of Jesus' resurrection. Jesus could have chose anybody to go tell the world that he had risen from the grave. But he chose Mary to go back and tell Peter and the disciples to meet me in Galilee. He chose a woman who used to have seven demons to be the first evangelist of the New Testament. Tell somebody God is good all the time I'm so glad that your reputation does not determine your destination I'm so glad that what you went through does not determine your destiny look at your neighbor say I'm so glad that what I used to be does not prevent me from being what God wants me to be can I get a witness? Somebody ought to help me praise God. Because what you went through was just what you needed to be where you are now. If it had not been for that, you would not have this. Clap those hands and tell the Lord thank you. at somebody... And say I needed every experience in my life Whew. so perhaps then as born-again baptized believers we ought to complain less and thank God more for our hardships and our struggles and our disappointments no matter how difficult they may be because sometimes it is just what you need look at what paul writes in second corinthians chapter four verses seven eight and nine the king james version you've got to understand that god's got a purpose for everything you have gone through. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, 8, and 9, the King James Version, but we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power of God may be of God and not ourselves. Verse number 8 says, we are troubled on every side yet not distressed we are perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed all i need is about 500 people to give god a right now praise if you know that you've been knocked down persecuted and But guess what, you are still here. Paul says because it's in this earthen vessel. Look my brothers and sisters, in this text that we've chosen for this 10th message of our series, this Psalm, this powerful Psalm 119, it is so unique Because it serves as the longest psalm of them all. In this psalm, 176 verses, we find in this one psalm. It is a psalm that every verse somehow mentions or references God's word. Some translations call it decrees. Statutes, commandments, throughout the psalm, we see a reference to God's holy word. God teaches us about his word in the psalm. And although there is some debate on who is the author of this psalm, there are some who believe that Ezra writes this psalm after the second exodus, after they rebuilt the temple. But most biblical scholars subscribe to what I believe, and that is David is the author of this psalm because it reads like a David testimony. Look at, if you will, indulge me for a moment. Turn with me to the first eight verses of Psalm 119. We'll put it on the board for you. Reading from the New Living Translation. Hear how it begins. The first eight verses of Psalms 119 says this. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions. Here's that word again about the word of God. Who follow the instructions of the Lord. Verse 2. Joyful are those who obey his laws. And search for him with all their heart. They do not compromise with evil. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Look at what the psalm says. They do not compromise with evil. They walk only in his paths. You have charged us to keep your commandments carefully. Oh, David writes... That my actions would consistently reflect your decrees or your word. Verse 6, then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. Verse 7, as I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you. By living as I should If you want to thank God Then live right Come on, all the church you do And don't want to live right There's something wrong with that David said, I'll do my best to live as I should I will Look at verse number 8 I will obey Here it is again Your decrees But look how verse number 8 ends Please Don't give up On me In other words, David knew that his life was a mess. David knew that he had some Bathsheba experiences in his life. David knew that his hands had blood on him. David knew that he had at times let God down. But then he pleased to the Lord, Lord, don't give up on me. I'll do what I need to do. And I know I am not perfect, but do not give up on me. And I'll take whatever you want to send me through. But remember this, Lord. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not turn against you. I may fall, but I'll never give up because I've got the word. How many of you know you've got enough word in you? That every time you fall, you can get up and brush yourself off. Can I get a witness? Look at somebody and say, I need his word. And then we come to our text scripture. Verse 71 out of 176 verses. Somewhere in the middle of this psalm, we find these words. David writes in verse seventy one the King James says it this way: It was good that I was afflicted. Thank you. Only a man who has a testimony can say to the Lord, I have gone through so much, but all of my afflictions, but it was a good thing. Look how the New Living translation puts verse 71 it says my suffering was good for me look at somebody and say it was good for me for it taught me to pay attention to your decrees as we look at this one verse God has given me three homiletic observations that are found in this one verse Let me point them out to you, then we'll take our seat. Number one, although David was a faithful and a loyal servant of the Lord, he still had to go through something. Look at your neighbors. I don't care how much church you go to. I don't care how righteous you may be. Everybody goes through something. A man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. Don't you think because you have a relationship with God that God will exempt you from having gone through anything? David understood that he had been young, and even now he's old, but he seen—he has never seen the righteous forsaken or God's seed to beg bread. How many of you know that you've got to go through something? I need you to encourage somebody sitting next to you and tell them, hold your head up high you have to go through something. Don't get mad at God because you experience heartaches and troubles. In fact, you're not the only one who's broke. You're not the only one who's dealing with sickness or illness. You've got to learn how to praise God despite what you may be going through. Don't let the devil's condition impact your position as it relates to the Lord. Can I get a witness? So I just need to make sure I'm in the right place. Is there anybody in here that said, Pastor Jackson, although I'm going through something, I will never lose my praise. I will... Never give up on my testimony. And in fact, when I can't even understand what God is up to, Lord, I trust you. When I don't know what you have in store, Lord, I trust you. For Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Is there anybody all the days of your appointed time still will trust God? Don't fool me, but find somebody and say, neighbor, you've got to still trust God. I know it's hard right now and we've gone through something and you may have to cry at night and your heart deacon Clarence is still being mended, but you've got to learn how to dry your tears up even if you're walking behind a coffin and say, Lord, I still trust you. I remember 10 years ago walking behind my daddy's coffin and the devil said to me, I want to see how how you going to preach now i went home that night and fell on my knees and i told the devil if you ever thought i preach hard you've never seen anything yet And that next year after my dad's death, I didn't miss one Sunday. I didn't miss one service. Even when I was sick, I got up and I told the devil, watch me. I'm going to show you that I can endure hardship but still know how to give God a praise. I just need to find somebody who still know how to be a good witness even during a rough time in your life. Come on, somebody, this is encouragement time. Find you somebody, put your arms around their shoulders and say, it's not gonna always be easy, but I just want you to know that God is always on your side. and Even when you don't feel like it, force yourself to give God a praise wave your hands anyhow open your mouth anyhow can i find one witness who know how to give god a good praise even on what may be a bad day can i get a witness yet will i trust them yet will i trust them lord i still love you lord i still praise you Lord, i still lift my hands. Cancer, but I still love you. Heart disease, but I still love you. High blood pressure, but I... you got 30 seconds to give God your best praise. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, give me some room. This is a praise. I'm going through something, but I still know how to praise God. observation number two. Number one is that you've got to go through something. Number two is that the psalmist concluded that although his suffering may not have been good to him, it was good for him. God told me to tell you, some things you're going through will not be good to you. But if you trust God, it will be good for you. Grab a neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, I know how to appreciate everything I go through because God never will allow me to go through it if I can't come out of it. He'll never put more on me than what I'm able to bear. Tell somebody, watch my turnaround. Watch God take something that's bad to me and make it good. Anybody in here need a turnaround blessing? Tell your neighbor, neighbor. This week is a week that God's going to bring a turnaround blessing. God's going to take what was bad to you and make it good for you. And folk are
1: going to look at you and say, how did that happen? God took the devil's mess and bless you anyhow. Let the church say yeah.
0: Uh, say yeah. Uh. Look at your neighbor and say get ready for turnaround week. Somebody help me. Stand to your feet and say, devil, before this week is over,
1: God is To turn something in my life around. Come on, Zion, don't wait until you see it to thank God for it. You got to learn how to praise him in the midst of what you're going through. Before you see the turnaround, you got to thank God for the turnaround.
0: to your feet and here's the third and the final homiletical observation of this one verse it was good for david because it taught him to pay closer attention to god's word some of you never would have read your bible if you hadn't gone through something am i right about it some of you never would have gotten closer to the Lord if you had not gone through something. Your trials and your tribulation showed you something in God's Word. Listen, the message Bible says it forced me to learn from your textbook. Whew. My suffering forced me to open my Word. And there I discovered that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. There I discovered, and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glories by Christ Jesus. There I discovered that by his stripes we're already healed. Thank you, Lord. For what i went through i'm stronger i'm better i know your word like i've never known it before because it forced me to cut the television off and to get into god's word so tell somebody it was what i needed as we stand to our feet and prepare for the altar Kirk Franklin writes this powerful song that simply says, I've gone through the fire. I've been
1: through the
0: flood. Leave your seats wherever you are. When you come to this altar this day, come looking for God to turn something around. I've been broken into pieces. Lord, I've seen lightning flashing from above. (laughs) But through it all, (laughs) I remember that he loves me and he cares. And you know what? He'll never put more on me than I can bear my suffering was good for me it was good that I was afflicted it was good that I went through what I went through because I'm in a better place now because I've gone through something come on come on come on and join the quiet leave your seats leave the balcony Wherever you are, if you're in the hallways, come stand at this altar with us right now. Watch God turn it around. Listen.
1: You don't have a testimony. Flood,
0: you can't sing this I've song. Broken, but those of you have got a testimony, just yes, wave I those hands. I can ah, flash, ah. flash
1: from, T.J. Above, from above, Through it all, but through it all I, remember I remember that the Lord loves me, that he loves me and, he cares,
0: and He cares, and He'll
1: never, never no, He won't. oh yeah. Say it again. Listen. Oh, good God Almighty. Yeah. Said I've gone, I've gone through the fire. Through the fire. Anybody been and I've through been something? Been <laughs> Everybody. Yes, I have. The you got a I've testimony? Been I've been yeah, yeah. Into peace. Uh, into peace. Uh, so I've class From above, above. through it all, all, I remember remember that the Lord loves me, me, and he cares, and he'll never never put put more on me, I said never. Listen,
0: lift those hands. You didn't want to have to go through what you went through. In fact, Job 3.25, that which I dread the most, I'm now going through. You would not have wished that on anybody, but I have some good news for you. God says This week is Turnaround Week. I'm going to take what the enemy thought would destroy you. Somebody in here, this is your prophetic testimony. And before the week is over, God's going to give you a testimony.
1: Come on and tell him. I remember that the Lord loves me and he cares and he cares.
0: over and put your arms around somebody's shoulders. Now listen, here is what made the difference in David's life. He had a relationship with God. Take note that I did not say he was perfect because I don't know any man in leadership in the Old Testament that seemed to mess up more than David did. But he had a relationship with God. He had such a relationship with God that he knew that God would not throw him away. He knew that whatever he went through, he can find comfort and peace in God's word. God says, I appreciate the fact that you're in church this morning. And God knows I- I'm delighted, so happy that There are so many that are in church, in the balcony, wherever you are. But coming to church is not enough. You've got to have a relationship with God that he's in your life. It doesn't mean that you're perfect because David was not perfect. But it means when trouble comes your way, God can take the trouble the enemy meant to destroy you and God will bless you with. There are some people who cannot embrace hardship. Because they know that it will destroy their lives. But God says, I'll work it out. I'm doing something for you. I'm turning it around. You haven't seen anything yet. Wait till God gets finished with you. In fact, look at somebody and just whisper to them, God ain't through with you yet. You, you, you haven't even begun to see what God's going to do in your life yet. God says, I'm going to make something good out of this that you're going through right now. God is going to turn it around. Woo! Close those eyes. And if you want that relationship, if you want that commitment, after we pray this prayer, you just meet me at this altar. Say, so here I am, Pastor Jackson. I have so many issues so many problems and God said that's just where I want you to be because I'm a problem solver (laughs) I'm a God who can turn any situation around yes he can Lord we thank you, we bless you we we thank you for this 10th message of our series thank you for reminding us that it was what we needed it may not have been what we wanted but we now know that it was what we needed because our suffering, our afflictions, brought us closer to you. It eliminates some of the distractions in our lives. There's some friends that we had that we didn't need to have in our lives, and my suffering ran them away, but it brought me closer to you. And I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the new me. (laughs) Thank you for the transformed me Thank you for what you're going to do in the rest of me for the rest of my life. And we say thank you. It is already done. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Find somebody, give them a Holy Ghost hug and say, I needed That. It was what I needed. Come on, if you want to. If you want to. Make that commitment today. Come on. Come on. Meet me at this altar. Come on. Come stand right now. That's right. Those of you that want to make that commitment. I can, come on, Gaia. Let you clap those hands. Somebody else coming. Come on.
1: Can Others are coming. Help. Come on, somebody can. can help. Help.
0: This could be your day. Somebody look at somebody and say this is turnaround week. Bear, this yeah. is turnaround week right now. Somebody next Sunday we have a testimony. If you're not where you ought to be, God's calling you right now. Come on. Walk down those aisles.
1: Come on, can bear. If you hear God's calling you, amen. Give God a hand of praise as we turn.
0: somebody say turn around week. Before the week is over, God's going to turn somebody's situation around.
1: Yeah,